SAFM. Yes, indeed, the media at SFM show right now. My name is Ashraf Garda. Welcome to the show. For the next two hours, we give you your free on-air consultation in brand communications and marketing. So every reason for you to be connected, whether you're in the industry, whether you're on the outside, but you all know you need to market, even if you're a medical doctor, you know that, right? Oh, eight. In fact, even if you're ESCOM, you need to market because you need to get your message across and hope that people buy into what you're telling them. Oh, eight, nine, one, one, oh, four, two, seven. As per usual, that's the on-air call in number three, four, seven, zero, one is uh, the number you need to SMS me, and you can tweet at Ashraf Garda. Also use the hashtag media show. Right, so let's start. There's a lot to talk about over the next uh, two hours. Let's start, however, with Customer Relations Marketing, CRM. In fact, do you know much about it? More importantly, if companies are marketing and targeting uh, how they relate to customers, how has it changed uh, if not over the last decade, definitely so in the last five years with the advent of social media because it does change the terrain. So the question is, how does it change and what does it mean for the future? I've got three guests. Carla Gontier with me who's the head of social marketing at Hello Computer. Uh, Carla, good chatting to you. Hi. Hi there. Thanks for your time. And Kamia uh, Luriman is with me, the CRM, uh, CRM specialist at uh, Quirk. Uh, Kamia, hi. Hi. Thank you. And Wendy Nola is with me as well, who is a consumer writer for Times Media. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Ashraf. Thank you. Well, thanks for your time. So you can connect, listening, and like to get your opinions anytime you come on Short Sharp Calls. Most appreciated. Carla, let, let me start with you. First of all, I mean, your thoughts, A, with what is, in fact, customer relations marketing and, and whether, in fact, it has changed over the last few years. Um, it definitely has changed a lot. Um, I think the digital landscape has really opened it up entirely um, and taken it to the next level. Uh, customer relationship marketing is essentially taking your marketing practices down to a conversation to one particular consumer. Um, and there are a few big concepts that we that we draw on there. Uh, there's the ever-elusive 360-degree customer view. That's kind of the holy grail that all CRM specialists look for. And Generally, it's a lot harder to find than you think it is, um, especially because of social media. Um, and then there's also just the concept of taking communications to a one-to-one level, which um, obviously, depending on the size of your business, that can be quite easy to do if you're a smaller business, but it can also be really hard to do if you're a large corporate. So it's almost creating the impression that you're speaking on a one-to-one level and going down to the one-to-one level where it is possible. So, for instance, when someone contacts your customer call center, but on a whole, you still need to tailor your marketing to particular segments rather than a, a singular person. Yeah. And um, just because that is the way that your business processes are most. All right. We'll certainly we'll, we'll talk lots more about that in a moment. Kamia, what, what's your take in terms of uh, customer relations marketing or CRM? Um, um, I, I think, think that it's. Kamia, yeah, go go ahead, Kamia. No, I'm done. Yeah, Kamia, uh, you're on the air now. Go ahead. Mm. Okay. Um, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think I really just summed it up um, in terms of uh, marketing on a one-to-one basis to your customers. Okay. Um, I don't know if any of the others have something to say. All right, maybe that. we've just got a loose connection. That's that's Carla from the one hand. Let's get now to Kamya Luriman from Quirk. Right, Kamya, give me your thoughts. Um, okay. Um, my thoughts on, on CRM is that... Um, it is essentially a business practice. It's a business strategy that a business needs to take on. Um, and you really need to um, to make create a business that is customer-centric. Um, and in doing that, you need to focus on speaking to customers as and when it suits them, 
putting them at the center of the conversation um, and essentially create a one-to-one relationship with them. Right, that's your view. We'll, we'll try and sort out getting uh, Kamia Luriman on as well from, from Quirk. Let's bring in Wendy Nola. Wendy, you're, you're from the other side. In fact, you're the, the champion, the consumer, the way I take it. So on the one hand, you get marketers or brands trying to uh, market through to consumers. You see it the other way. How, how do you see those shifts when people get involved in, in, in CRM? Well, I think you're talking specifically about the advent of social media. I Okay. Hello, Okay, there's no load shedding as far as I know, but just continue. Wendy, sorry, carry on. Hello. Wendy, go ahead. Go ahead. I can hear you now. Yeah, I don't know where the music's coming from. Okay, can you hear me? Okay? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead, right? Okay. I think the major shift in the, I've been I've been doing this for 16 years. Before companies were able to contain the message entirely via in terms of customers speaking back to them with a complaint or a query. They could contain it within their customer care divisions and that sort of thing via email and on on the phone, that kind of thing. Now with social media, the customer, the consumer is in control and can put it on a public platform and that is their challenge. So they've got to be seen to be on social media, but yet they're trying to contain the message at the same time and that is causing a lot of problems and mis-messages and inconsistent messages in a lot of cases. Well, the question is just to what degree does it change? Uh, right, so we'll try and get Kamia Luriman in a second, but we do have Carla Gontier together with uh, Wendy Nola. I, I think what's interesting, Carla, is reflecting on the past. So let's say 10 years ago, right? If companies were, were looking at, you know, upping their, their, their CRM game, what would they be doing? And what, what, how has it shifted now? You mentioned social media, but I'm going back to 10 years ago. What sort of conversations would they be having then? Well, I think the the conversation 10 years ago would have been um, probably a little bit more one-sided than it is today. It would have been focused on uh, one-to-one calls via, you know, customer services departments or um, via email. Um, whereas today, you're sort of, you're dealing with hundreds and thousands of people who can potentially talk to you in a public forum, um, which is quite a lot more difficult and different for brands to understand and get to grips with when they traditionally own the conversation themselves. So uh, you're dealing with a very different beast today. But but what's interesting is one is, is the conversation. I think you're quite right that, you know, even for example an advert is, is very much one and one, but now we know that can change because the responses are felt immediately, right? The classic example was the yes. CLC uh, sort of bad service that came up. But in the past I mean we did have things like loyalty cards and, and you know discount incentives and wishing you happy birthday which which to a, to a large degree uh, if if the customer or the consumer is that individual they were being targeted weren't they oh yeah absolutely and i think that that kind of communication can still exist today um but at an amplified level so you can still have your personalized loyalty cards um but actually that you know with things like social location mobile for example um that can be 10 times better than it was 10 years ago so Instead of you just having, having a loyalty card and getting a birthday card once a year that looked like it was printed, um, you can now have deals tailored specifically to you. Um, and I think things like social media and the improvement of email marketing have, and databases have really um, you know, grown into themselves over the last 10 years. And I but, think but, 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 customers are expecting more, and so brands have to give more. Well, well that's interesting if you say it's tailored to you. Is it being tailored to you? What I'm saying is 
Digital allows you the opportunity of tailoring information when you target that one individual. But do companies do that? What I'm saying is I still get examples of, uh, you know, a, a bank, in fact, would, would target me to say, um, well, we've got the special on for you uh, since you've been a great customer. But, in fact, I don't bank with them at all. You know, that type of disconnection. Yes, I think that kind of thing still exists, um, and it's never going to be perfect, but, you know, they're getting there. I mean, I get, um, compared to 10 years ago, the kind of uh, messaging I'm receiving from my banks now is very much more um, tailored to me. And when I log into online banking, I'm getting deals that are specifically tailored for my needs or things that actually reflect what I am after or looking for. Um, whereas 10 years ago, you'd maybe you'd see a flyer that was like, you know, get a you can upgrade your credit card, but you wouldn't know if it was it was actually directed at you or if it was actually relevant to you. Well, that's from the one side. I wonder just, just to what degree then do customers or consumers in this case feel they have far more powers uh, than they ever had. Wendy Nola, you would know all about that. You touched on social media earlier on. I, I'm suggesting that in the past when, well, well, going back to the idea of loyalty cards, it, it certainly engendered a sense of, of community between in that case, the consumer and uh, and and the brand, right? Uh, but to what degree has that changed now? Um, you know, I think. I think sorry. Yeah, when did go ahead? <laughs> I think loyalty uh, programs still exist, and they will continue to exist. That is um, a form of marketing. It's a form of data um, mining. It's a it's a form of getting information from from your customers. I mean, that's the real reason. It's, it's, it's about the information and it's about your shopping patterns. And if, if customers, if companies don't use that information properly, as we just, the point being made, to send tailor-made messages, to market to them in a, in a specific way that speaks to their needs and shopping habits, then that's just a wasted exercise. Um, my, where I come in, the sphere that I operate in is, is not companies talking to customers, though. It's when customers want to talk back, when they want to ask a question, when they want to make a complaint, lodge a complaint when, they, when they're angry. And that's how the customers, how companies are dealing with that information, both within the traditional way within customer care centers and on social media. And that space is so dynamic at the moment and so interesting to track. And I've got an increasing number of, of case studies covering all the various ways in which it's going wrong and, and going wrong. Okay, I'm going, to go, I'm going to run through those case studies in just a minute. If you just tuned in, my name is Ashraf Gowanda. This is The Media Show. We do this every Sunday, talking marketing, advertising, branding, and PR, and all that sort of thing, as well as CRM, of course, in this case, customer relations, marketing, and how that what height was and how it is now and how it's likely to be in the future. Uh, 34701 if you're SMSing, some people tweeting uh, and enjoying the conversation. Thank you so much for that. If you're tweeting, it's at Ashraf Garda. Otherwise, quick calls, welcome to 0891104207. Right, for the third time, I'm going to try Kamia Luriman and hopefully we've connected with you finally. Uh, Kamia is the CRM specialist at uh, Quirk. Hi, Kamia. Hi, Ashraf, can you... Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Thank, thank goodness for that. Right. Okay. You, you've been hearing some of the conversation. What, what's, what's your take on, on CRM then, CRM now, and, and what's likely to change? Um, I think CRM has evolved heavily over the last few years. Um, I think one of the key differences being where, where you really feel the difference is that it really hasn't evolved the way that businesses have to select and, and implement the infrastructure. So it changes a lot of your business processes. It changes a lot of the systems that you're working with. 
I heard you guys make the point earlier about the data specifically that you get out of those systems. I think it's opened up the landscape for consumer communication so much that there's so much more communication going on and so much more that you need to track and monitor and also analyze in order to be able to speak to your customers appropriately. Um, and I think we're just going to see more and more of that happening. I think particularly in the South African landscape, um, some businesses are a little bit behind in implementing those kinds of those kinds of systems and being able to to really live up to the customer expectation when it comes to one to one communication. Mm. Well, what's interesting, if it works well, and with the advent of social media and digital, I would think, uh, Kamiya, that 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 brands, in fact would be even better at communicating, which means their brands would be enhanced because nobody's going to communicate and, and badmouth themselves. But but has that in fact happened in practice? If we look at perceptions of how consumers or customers see brands, do they see them in a better light now? In fact, do they see them even a worse light because consumers have the power? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, and that, of course, is the danger, is if you're doing it right, your brand will be perceived much better. And if you're not really... Um, playing ball and, and coming to the party on your social media monitoring and, and responses and really using social media as a customer service channel, uh, then you can actually quite negatively impact on your on your brand perceptions. I do think that most brands are seeing the importance of it um, and, are, and are really trying to focus there. Um, I do think that sometimes there's a disconnect uh, internally with not necessarily realizing the extent of training that is needed across the business because, of course, it's not just one person who manages your social media channel. Indeed. Well, there's a... Um, Rusi Singh is enjoying the show. Interesting topic. Uh, Isi Manja is saying, uh, CRM, it's part of my uh, BI strategy. Just incorporated it and it works. You communicate better uh, with it in place. The practice does... Do others do the same as well? I'll get to Wendy Nola's examples uh, in, a, in a minute or so, but, but Carla Gontier with me as well. Uh, Carla is the head of social marketing at, at Hello Computer. Carla, any, you know, experiences that you had that you may want to bring up, um, especially in terms of how... This this idea of interactiveness works, but but sometimes can go horribly wrong as well. When you know, either you as the as the as the brand says too much, or you as the brand are are not able to respond to the public taking pot shots at you. Uh, well, absolutely. So um, I mean, I think you know, CRM is so much more than just responding to complaints. Um, it's really creating that engaging touch point or engaging touch points with your brand. Um, and the social media affords brands a great opportunity to do this. So, you know, examples of a uh, brand reputation being hurt uh, was a burger company recently in South Africa um, was asked on Twitter to donate burgers to hungry firefighters in Cape Town um, who were putting out fires. And instead of agreeing to that, the community manager, um, who obviously was not empowered to actually say yes, had to say no. Um, and the learning there, and touching on what Kamir said, is that you know, speed is not everything. Um, brands actually have to respond in the way that consumers want them to respond, um, and actually have to create, use that, you know, use that system, social media, um, effectively. And if they're not using it effectively, then they may as well not be doing it. Um, so, so, you know, it, it can impact positively or negatively. All right. So, so the obvious question then is, and we often talk about, you know, above the line marketing, has because of the advent of social media and the speed where where digital marketing now operates. Do they in fact then replace traditional advertising when it comes to CRM? Uh, CRM rather, is is CRM now a lot more effective dealing through social media and and digital than what we did before, uh, Carla? Um, I think I think so, mostly because you've got a community manager there whose entire job is to respond to customers. So whether it's a complaint or a compliment, someone's job is to sit there and respond and direct 
them through to a channel that might help them if it is a complaint or a need that they have. So as opposed to in the past where you sent an email and you just hoped that someone was reading it somewhere or, you know, you went into a customer services department, nowadays there's actually someone there who who's directing your complaint specifically to where it needs to go and actually following up on that. And I think that's possibly the difference between now and 10 years ago is that someone is actually there just to do that specifically. And, and that complaint issue and following up is important. When do you know that you mentioned the point that you've got lots of examples in terms of how you see CRM working or not working? Maybe just, just run through some of them. Um, yes, I think both Kalmia and Kala made the point that there's, there's a disconnect and a mismatch sometimes in the, the responses from your sort of more traditional uh, customer interaction points and, and your social media. So, for example, I had a case before where so I haven't gotten up yet, but I have got a response from the company with one of those... Um, foreign object enthused me and I'm not talking about the frog. I haven't written this up yet. So so this guy sounds this quite unusual thing and he state hi and he goes on to Willie's Facebook page and he says, um, he tells the story of what happened and he gets almost an immediate response, Oh no, Brent, that's absolutely shocking. We can't apologize enough. Without doubt we will conduct a thorough investigation. Our customer team leader will be in touch. So that covers it's ten out of ten in my book. It's it's uses his name, it's empathetic, it acknowledges it was a shocking thing mm. and says it will be followed through. And then comes the email from the traditional customer liaison person who starts with the kind of cut and paste, we are sorry to hear that you were disappointed with finding out whatever in your state pie. And then, you know, it goes on, it's very dry and dull and custom, cut mm. and paste and he's still waiting to hear how that thing got into his pie. Um, so he started off being very impressed and is now a week or 10 days later completely unimpressed. So there's that, and Wilbur's is acknowledging in that case there was a disconnect and they needed to look at synchronizing the responses. And again, with the, Carla mentioned the, the, the burgers for the firefighters. You need to empower, the companies need to empower the people who are manning, uh, who are representing the brand, uh, you know, on social media. They need to be empowered to take those kind of decisions or at least to be able to get a mandate within a very short space of time because social media is condensed timelines to, you know, down to, you know, minutes or half hours at least. Mm, so mm. I'm seeing a lot of silos um, that need to be broken down and for, for all of them to get together and be on the same page for the customer. Okay. Well, that's an interesting one. Kamiya uh, Luriman from Quirk. I mean, that, that issue of, of, you know, when there's complaints, even standard responses, um, in this case, consumers just just know that you're not really talking to them because it's a cut and paste uh, that they do with everybody else, isn't it? How how problematic and damaging to the reputation of a company is that? I actually think it, it can be very damaging. Definitely, what what a brand needs to try and do is, at the very least, try and tailor that response with some kind of personal quip or a remark in fitting with the brand tone. Uh, you need to, you need to, I mean, social media is essentially somewhere where people go to relate to other people. So you need to make sure that your response embodies a personality of some sort, at the very least. Um, and I think that is really where, where it's beautiful when you have a brilliant community manager. You'll definitely find that someone who's very, very good at community management will try and embody that voice and bring it back into the response. So let, let's take your side from Quirk when you advise clients I mean what are you telling them do you find that the clients themselves are on top of it or or, or they very much in the dark which is a very appropriate word to use today I would think for much of the country <laughs> uh, but having said that that they, they just feel if, if they just 
comment to consumers in any way, it, it'll be good for the brand, not knowing exactly how to do it. And therefore, what, what sort of advice do you give them, Kamia? Um, I, I think it touches on what I think Wendy mentioned as well about silos. And, and the thing that actually the problem, I think, is that sometimes uh, companies still think of, of CRM and of social media as marketing practices. Mm. And they need to be very closely incorporated into your overall, it's a business strategy. It's not a marketing strategy. Um, and you need to bring everyone from, as we've been saying, you know, empowering the person responding on social media to be able to make effective calls. That's a matter of bringing your operations closer. Um, and so I think that definitely when we, when we speak to clients, we do try and highlight that to them. Um, I find that it really helps if you, you put the right person in charge of the right channel. So we do try and make sure that our clients receive adequate training if they're doing it in-house. Obviously, we do also manage certain channels for some of our brands. So we let the customer or the client make that call on whether they think and they are equipped to handle the process internally. If not, they can get assistance from us, and then we try and train and equip them in-house to really try and deal with their, their channels appropriately. Mm-hmm. i tell you what, I, I often, and, and Carla, you can answer this, I often use emails where if listeners write to me, and, and it goes on beyond one conversation. I often then have like a standard 10-point Q&A quiz, in fact, when I say, give me feedback on, on, on the shows that I do. And I tell you what, people are very willing to share, and, and the, the knowledge gained from that is, is absolutely fantastic. It gets me thinking, because you touched on it earlier, the importance of emails, which somehow we don't talk about, but it's still usually significant in, in, in that relationship between brand and customer, right? Carla? Are you saying Carla? Yeah, Carla, go on to you, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Sounds very similar, I know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely, and I think, you know, email marketing uh, can't be downplayed at all these days. In fact, I think it's more important than ever before, um, whether that's, you know, an email that you send to your customers as part of an email database or one-to-one communication. Um, if you look at a brand like F&B, for example, they've got R.B. Jacobs, who mm-hmm. has become quite a personality of his own on on Twitter and on social media. Um but, you know, immediately, if, if there's a problem with the brand, they'll take that conversation offline onto, well, into email um, or, you know, phone conversation. Um, and I think people want, still want that. They don't want to have everything out there on social media. They also want to be able to take their complaint, you know, a bit more privately. I mean, I think that's good for brands as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, if, you, if, a, if your issue is resolved, you can take it back onto social media and sort of get you know, have the, the customer say, yes, you know, this, this is resolved, and very much. Um, so, you know, you still need that email communication, but obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what about, uh, you mentioned R.B. Jacobs. What about that, where a company gives a, a brand, in this case, F&B, it gives that, the brand an actual personality in terms of the one person. How, how important is that compared to many other brands who probably spend just as much as m- money, but in fact don't have that individual? I'm just thinking about McDonald's that also has had the brand or KFC historically. Do they work better when, when they have one person sort of fronting the brand? Carla? Yeah. I think it really depends on, I think it really depends on um, who the brand is. So F&B probably could have done as well with, with having F&B online, but I think it's just given a more individualized voice and people can relate to it better. Um, but in terms of every brand, do it, 
I think we've just lost Carla just for a second. Uh, Wendy Nola, let me, let me bring you in. I mean, you may have thoughts on that. You know, the, uh, an individual, fictitious or whatever, representing the brand. How much of a difference does that make? I think people do like to personalities rather than to, to sort of faceless organizations. It does humanize it. And I think it's a clever tactic if it's used well. Just making the point, you notice how they're mostly men. <laughs> just saying, there's three of us women contributing on this show. They tend to be male mm, uh, mm, mm. names. Just a, just a point. But I do think, it, yes, it's, it's a, it, if used properly, it, it really does work well. Okay. Anything. We've got about a minute to go, so I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it to, uh, Carla's gone. We can't get her back. It doesn't really matter. Uh, we've got about that short time. Wendy, just your final thoughts in terms of what, what's some of the big questions that, that needs to be asked around CRM, CRM now? Um, the thoughts I prepared were mainly around the social media. Um, I just want to say again, repeat that they must work on having a consistent message. And if they're putting people on social media, um, to make sure that it's not just the young person that understands social media and, and maybe can um, work with that sort of flipped uh, informal language, but that also um, has the necessary um, EQ to know when to escalate, to know when a person actually needs a serious response and doesn't want a lull moment um, because I'm seeing a lot of that happening. So it's just to look at getting that right person. If you find the person that has all those qualities, then they're gold and pay them very well. Yeah, okay, good point. Let, let's let's wrap up then by chatting to uh, Kamia Luriman from Quirk. F final thoughts from your side, maybe unanswered questions? Um, yeah, I think Wendy made a good point, um, definitely in terms of making sure you've got the right person um, managing your, your social media channels. And I think the other thing is just um, really making sure that your CRM efforts are aligned with the rest of your business efforts um, and that they're tied together. So that the person managing your CRM and managing those conversations actually know what the company stands for, what the company values are, and what they are enabled to do. Okay, well, that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, Kamia Luriman from Quirk, the CRM specialist there. Wendy Nola was a consumer writer at the Effort Times Media. And uh, we just lost Carla Gontia just before that. Uh, but Carla, thanks for your time as well. Head of social marketing at Hello Computer. It's a fascinating one. There are opportunities that you have as companies to interact with your clientele. Um, and that you can do on social media, even through emails, without going for spam. Because I think spam is usually problematic. But when there are opportunities to interact with them and you don't take advantage of finding out more about what they think about you, I think uh, you'll be rather silly. You pay the price for that.